so dear friends, um, just again, can everyone hear me? Thumbs up? Okay, great. <laughs> um, so tonight we have a special guest with us, uh, Kenley Newfeld, and um, he is a Dharma teacher, a mindfulness teacher in the Plum Village tradition who lives in Ojai, California with his partner Leslie and their two children and works as a librarian at Santa Barbara City College. He has lived in a variety of places, which I just learned today on his website, and from around the world, and enjoys motorcycle riding, traveling, reading, volunteering his technology skills, and listening to music. Kenley was ordained as a Dharma teacher by Thich Nhat Hanh in the Plum Village community in 2012 and has been supporting Sangha work in Southern California um, through leading days of mindfulness and teaching workshops since 2005. And Kenley, we're so happy to have you join us. Thank you so much um, for being with us tonight on Zoom. And uh, I will uh, turn it over to you. So I have a fancy microphone and I get to, I get to uh, put on my mask. So I'm practicing uh, social distancing on, on zoom. <laughs> so hopefully it'll offer uh, a decent uh, sound quality. Is that sound all right? You can hear me. Okay. And if all things go well, then my, uh, my internet will continue to work as well too. So thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's such a, a pleasure to be here and uh, to join you all. Um, just give me a second here to rearrange some windows here. Um, okay. So um, before we begin, I want to um, acknowledge and embrace the many generations of Vietnamese uh, who carried Buddhism to us through our teacher, Tai, and help build the Sangha in, the, in new lands here in North America and Europe. Their history and practice uh, are present with us today. We see and hold to the indigenous and First Nation peoples who lived on the lands before us, who cared for it as we do, and lived their lives in community here in the Ojai Valley, the, uh, these are the Chumash people. So just take a moment to think and, and name the people in your location, in your head. Today we also honor uh, our Sangha diversity, whether that be gender, religion, ethnicity, national origin, age, <clears throat> physical or mental abilities, sexual orientation, gender identity, and even political affiliation. So as Nicole said, my name is Kenley, and my Dharma name is True Recollection of Joy. I've been practicing with the Plum Village community uh, just over 20 years. My, uh, my family heritage, uh, the past 500 years, is rooted in the German-speaking Anabaptist tradition. That began in what's now the Netherlands, before migrating to Poland and then 
Ukraine areas. And finally to the Canada and the United States in the 20th century. This rich tradition has informed me, informed my values and my beliefs, and it also has uh, some historical trauma. So practicing through darkness uh, is something that I've been working with uh, very deeply the last couple of years. Excuse me. <coughs> in, the, in the discourse on the full awareness of breathing, it's also known as the Anapanasati Sutta, the Buddha shows us how to transform our fear, our despair, our anger, and our craving. Breathing is a, a means of awakening and maintaining full attention in order to look carefully, long, and to look deeply, to see the nature of things and arrive at liberation. It is an invitation for us to breathe and to enjoy our breath. This simple, simple practice can be very profound to the degree that it can transform our outlook on the world. So the sutra contains uh, 16 exercises with each group of four. So the first four, the second, uh, then five through eight, so on. Focusing on a different aspect of ourselves. So the first four are form, then we have feelings, mental formations, and finally perceptions. Each of these four groups also align with the four establishments of mindfulness or the four foundations of mindfulness. In the Pali, it's called the Satipatthana Sutta. So these are discourses that we can apply uh, in our daily lives, whether living as a householder like myself, uh, retired from the work environment, or independently caring for yourself or your family. This teaching on breathing can be applied in order to discover joy and happiness. And joy was particularly hard for me because I got the name and I was like, what's this about? <laughs> uh, there's no need to be a Buddhist to apply one of the deepest mindfulness teachings passed through the ages. So anyone can use these uh, two uh, teachings. And the exercises can actually be done in any order. They're all wonderful. Um, but that said, the earlier ones are really related to uh, stopping and the later ones on, are more on looking deeply. But of course, you know, stopping and looking deeply are, are two, uh, are interconnected also. There are many reasons to practice these teachings. Uh, they can help us work with our habit energies. They can help us move from forgetfulness to uh, fully present. They can provide freedom from fear, anxiety, frustration, and even despair. They can help us practice through darkness whatever that darkness may be. So a little story. Um, in June 2018, I suffered from a, a mental breakdown. I had been working about 55 hours a week as a dean at a community college. Uh, the campus was roiled with uh, issues and uh, turmoil and with the overwhelming majority of the leadership 
being pretty new to their role. So I was actually one of the handful of long-termers and I had been a dean for four years. Um, So I had, and I had also had uh, four supervisors during these short four years. Uh, So in addition to this, I was spending about 10 to 15 hours a week taking care of my Dharma community. So through technology, mentoring, and so on. Uh, Not to mention, I also, being in California, was commuting two hours a day and trying to be a parent and a father and a partner. Um, Of course, I I strove for perfection and and arose each morning at 3.45 uh, to allow space for meditation and exercise. But as you can imagine, ultimately it became too much for me and I broke. Uh, Something had to give. I requested a sabbatical from the Sangha activity and I commenced to share weekly with a spiritual friend in the practice. So when we're living in moments of fear or anxiety or stress, uh, it is not always so easy to cultivate our mindfulness practice. And when we are in despair, uh, which I was close to, uh, the challenge becomes even greater but it's, it's not impossible. This is where these two sutras come in handy. They are a guide. They are a foundation. Life is both painful and miraculous, and conscious breathing is our foundation and can bring joy, helping us to set aside our difficulties, at least to uh, not be so burdened by them. So let's, let's look a little more closely at the, the sutras. From the, the first one, the uh, discourse on the full awareness of breathing, which I, I assume that your sangha has probably talked about from time to time. Um, the first four lines are, are like this. Breathing in a long breath, I know I am breathing in a long breath. Breathing out a long breath, I know I am breathing out a long breath. Breathing in a short breath, I know I am breathing in a short breath. Breathing out, I know I am breathing out a short breath. Breathing in, I am aware of my whole body. Breathing out, I am aware of my whole body. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I calm my body. So these are the first four exercises and they are matched with the first establishment of mindfulness which states a practitioner established in the observation of the body, in the body, diligent, with clear understanding and mindful, having abandoned every craving in this life. It's a, it's a lot of words. And it also seems to have some form, you know, structure. Uh, but I really encourage you not to get too caught by the structure or the format, uh, especially in times of darkness. Uh, we may not be able to do this for even a moment. 
I was not able to do this sometimes for even a moment. But each time we do, we could touch the peace just for that moment. So during that summer of 2018 and, and into the fall, I was only able to do this part of the time. A few moments here, a few moments there. Sometimes all I could say is, there is a body here. And look at my body, my hands, my fingers, my legs, my feet. I could touch my face and know that there's a face and see that I have a body. And that was all I could do. So we call this, uh, or we can call this, uh, following the breath in daily life and awareness of body. In reality, all meditation practice begins with the body. In doing so, we can touch our physical manifestation. We can touch our trauma. We can touch our ancestors. And we can touch our breath. The first thing we do when we uh, sit down on the meditation cushion is adjust our body, right? We adjust our posture. Slowly and gently, we might position our legs, our feet, our hands, where are they going to sit, or straighten our back. We can uh, do this as we follow our breathing and settle the body into our uh, meditation. So um, the rest of... Uh, 2018 brought a lot of tears. I would cry with my spiritual friend who I talk to every week, and I would cry in my car as I drove home from work. I would cry as I, I, lied down, I laid down to bed. Uh, my feelings were overwhelming me. I was feeling loss and despair and hopelessness and fear, anxiety. Not so different maybe from what many may be feeling today during this COVID crisis. Not so different from what maybe many people in this country experience in their daily lives. You know, the spiritual friendship that I had established uh, was really important. It's probably even critical. You know, a Dharma friend who would listen with compassion and kindness and to help me to practice this uh, first establishment of mindfulness. So the discourse uh, on full awareness of breathing continues. So this is the second set of the exercises, so five through eight. Breathing in, I feel joyful. Breathing out, I feel joyful. Breathing in, I feel happy. And breathing out, I feel happy. Breathing in, I am aware of my mental formations. Breathing out, I am aware of my mental formations. Breathing in, I calm my mental formations. Breathing out, I calm my mental formations. So these, these four exercises align with uh, the second establishment of mindfulness. And that says, she remains established in the observation of the feelings in the feelings, diligent, with clear understanding, mindful, 
having abandoned every craving and every distaste for this life. So a tall order, <laughs> and in full disclosure, I, I just have to share that I was not able to practice the fourth and fifth exercises very well. That's the one about joy and happiness. Um, but I could say them intellectually, but I wasn't, uh, you know, really able to allow them to penetrate very deeply. But, but just the effort of saying them probably did touch something inside. And I know that joy and happiness are the medicine to give us strength to cure our deepest, most fundamental causes of our sickness. So joy and happiness are the medicine to help our sickness. To be able to ask, what are my conditions of happiness? To name them by writing them down or saying them out loud. These would often come forth in my conversation with my friend and he would ask me, you know, what is your happiness? And uh, we would struggle through that together. And to be able to see that connection between our suffering and our happiness. So it also talks about mental formations. And if you haven't uh, learned anything about those yet, I'll just give a little background. So in the Buddhist tradition, there are uh, 51 mental formations. They range from our feelings and our perceptions to our mindfulness, our insight, our concentration. Some of the other uh, wholesome mental formations that you're probably familiar with are things like diligence, non-harming, faith, joy, and humility. And on the unwholesome side, we may see hatred, ignorance, arrogance, doubt, anger, resentment, selfishness, uh, or jealousy. And then, of course, the ones I was struggling with, uh, fear, anxiety, and despair. So using the seventh and eighth exercises uh, from the full awareness of breathing, we can become aware of our mental formations and learn to calm those mental formations. And we can begin with just naming them, just like we did with the body, just like we did with our hands and our toes and our feet. We do it with our mental formation. There is fear here, or mindfulness is present. We can practice this exercise with mere recognition, just saying what it is. No judgment on whether it's wholesome or unwholesome or indeterminate. The mental formation is simply the mental formation. So I invite you to explore these two sutras. Uh, the foundation of mindfulness is kind of long, but it's still worth reading. And begin to apply them in your daily life. Uh, they really are foundational teachings, regardless of where you are in your practice. They can be used in times of joy and happiness, and in times of sorrow and suffering. Our practice is to be aware of our feelings that are present right now. Is the feeling pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, or mixed? We can also ask where our feelings arise from. So it's important also to practice non-duality. An unpleasant feeling, for example, is not the enemy. We simply draw awareness to it 
we approach our awareness with compassion and nonviolence, with our hearts filled with love. Now to, to finish my story, um, surprisingly, it got worse before it got better. Uh, I had been experiencing a major depression and anxiety uh, coupled with uh, my obsessive compulsive personality. Uh, this uh, led in turn to a second major mental breakdown in January of 2019 that forced me to seek uh, professional help and long-term care. I didn't work for most of 2019 and toward the end of the year, I resigned from my position as the Dean, realizing that it wasn't worth my mental health. So when, when one spends an entire year uh, caring for only oneself, uh, the landscape becomes populated with virtually uh, all the 51 mental formations. Um, through this time, the main practice has been following my breath in daily life and awareness of my body. Two practices directly from the sutra on the full awareness of breathing. Just learning to be okay with what is. Much easier uh, said than done. I'm sure you are, are uh, probably familiar with that. With this next year, uh, 2020, uh, I'm doing much better and I, I have returned to work, uh, doing something with less uh, responsibility. Um, I have begun to pick up the pieces of my Sangha activities and doing so with mindfulness and attention, along with setting uh, careful boundaries. Of course, then COVID hit, uh, but that is a, a story for another time. So uh, thank you for inviting me, Nicole, and I appreciate being here today.